Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Pokemon, the podcast where we talk everything and anything Pokemon, and it is going to be a Pokemon Go loaded episode um, because we we kind of saved the uh, August updates for this episode to kind of gloss over, uh, and then over the past week we got the Ultra Unlock Three Mystery Unraveled finally, uh, so we know what that's all about, and then. We, of course, have the bit of controversy that I don't want to get so deep into because I think everyone is fairly uh, well aware of not necessarily just the exact details behind the issue, but also how everyone kind of feels about it or at least how the majority maybe feels about it. And I obviously just want to kind of throw in my two cents um, and kind of give my uh, overall thoughts Uh, as to, you know, is it that big of a deal or, you know, is Niantic really stepping out of line here and and really uh, needs to reconsider their approach with the community? Um, And, you know, there's these sides get really aggressive. Um, So I kind of want to mellow into that and maybe kind of save that towards the last part of the episode. So we'll do uh, Pokemon Masters first because there's there's a bit there to talk about. We, we didn't go over the update about that. Um, kind of interject with a slight bit of Pokemon Unite updates as well as Pokemon Center and then we'll transition into the Pokemon Go stuff. So without further ado, let's talk about Pokemon Masters. Um, they are kind of rolling out the uh, red carpet for their two-year anniversary they're kind of building up some stuff and so they kind of sent out a message their their monthly message to discuss what are the new sync pairs coming up um, and what to look forward to as we kind of build up they, they're kind of building up this hype to what the new quote-unquote mystery sync pair or pairs will be once the two-year anniversary hit although because the update is out and the data miners are are pretty good at what they do. They seem to have uncovered uh, what that, uh, I guess, that significant sync pair is going to be for that two-year mark. But let's kind of go through the list here uh, and see what we kind of pick and, and choose and see if there's any favorite things going on that's going to happen within the next couple of weeks. Um, so in their update, uh, this is already passed, but they did give another... Uh, chance to do to get Cygna suit red blue and leaf uh, there was it was like a 72 hour run for that and I um, I guess the general perception of social social media is it was really like a lot of players were really really happy about that like a lot of players got another chance of getting these sync pairs not just like to get them the first time but also to kind of increase a lot of you know their uh is it potential or move levels right to get like a second red or third blue or whatever um so it was pretty cool uh luckily for me i used my candies for my sync pair so i didn't have to spend gems on this one but it was a very awesome opportunity for those that have not yet gotten those uh it was all three in one spotlight so if you did like an 11 pull there was you know a fairly decent chance of getting like maybe one of each or two of one or whatever uh they added a new uh sync pair in the battle point voucher system uh because right like you you get uh these vouchers to get like umbreon and raichu and tangela but then there's like these like rainbow colored vouchers which are to get you like these legendary sync pairs which up until this update 
right? It was just main character with Cobalion, main character with Regirock. And I don't know if anyone's ever really gotten one of these yet. I don't see how that's possible, even with all like the battle point rewards that they've been doing with the events. Um, I'm only like just over 4,000 battle points. And I think to get the rainbow one, it's like 10,000. So uh, I don't, unless I'm completely miss something i don't know how else you can get more battle points but you just get the 60 per day anyway they added another uh sync pair to the super vouchers those rainbow vouchers so in addition to the main characters and cobalion and regirock they've added evelyn and entei uh evelyn is i'm not too familiar with this character the only reason why i kind of recognize her is because there was like these uh there there's like her and i think her sisters on these like full art cards which look really really cool um i i think she's from gen 5 i could be completely mistaken on that i'm not too familiar with them uh but entei is a obviously it's a johto pokemon a lot of people do love the legendary quote-unquote dogs cats whatever you want to call them uh and so it's pretty cool that this is an option i think personally for me once i hit that ten thousand mark and i got my super voucher i would definitely be spending it on evelyn and entei i think that is a much better choice i think just aesthetically and as like a collector standpoint for sure probably a much better choice from a battle perspective i have no idea because i i haven't i don't really look too much into the stats unless i'm trying to tackle like a legendary arena so uh and plus i'm so way behind on getting those battle points anyway that i'm just it's fine i'm gonna get evelyn and say because at least that's like a new sync pair as opposed to like getting a main character again uh also uh we got the uh final story uh, added on to Pokemon Masters, which is the finals, uh, where you actually get to battle against Red, Blue, and uh, and Leaf. But I got to say, for such a uh, like a, such a build up towards this, and knowing that you're gonna fight like the original Kanto trio, kind of underwhelming in the sense that they were very very easy to beat. Now, to be fair. Uh, I did have a lot of high-level sync pairs, and most of them are maxed out kind of move and potential-wise. But still, it just, even on the computer side of things, when seeing them attack and seeing them approach, like, you know, are they going to do defense all or, or raise the leaf, whatever, it just didn't seem like they were that challenging. Even doing the hard mode version of it wasn't that chal challenging at all. So... I mean, it's cool that we had it. It has a really good uh, remix song of Red, uh, Red's theme, uh, which is pretty, pretty cool. And I think you can check that out on the Pokemon Masters um, social media pages. Uh, but it's there and it does kind of... It had a pretty neat little like montage at the end showing you like all the major events that happened in your main story. But then it kind of leaves it off as like a teaser into what we're going to go into I guess, a uh, year two uh, main story going forward. So, um, you know, overall, pretty cool. Uh, you know, it's not that bad. I don't think Pokemon Masters has like this high end, uh, you know, Academy Award winning story here. But I think what Pokemon Masters really does excel in is a lot of the conversations and the personalities of these trainers and, and how they interact with one another. And it's almost like, you know, whatever you thought of these trainers and how they would interact, like either they matched it you know one for one what you believe they would or they did way better than what you ever thought you could believe so um yeah i i think 
hope I hope they continue to be consistent with that moving forward in uh, into the future with the next story. Um, we also got oh they're going to be adding battle points uh, into the champion stadium stadium master mode. Uh, so you know if you I think as of right now you can only get really get sync orbs and uh, what is it like theme skill orbs or something like that and then the occasional like five star potential maybe but now they're going to add battle points into there so depending on how many battle points you get it could be extremely worth it this might be the way to fast track through that entire you know getting getting to the, all those vouchers and whatnot so something to definitely keep an eye out i think by the time this episode comes up that update might have already pushed through it's supposed to be on august 9th so we'll see what that looks like uh moving forward uh we also had a uh solo event featuring lear rachel and uh sawyer along with that you also had a um a spotlight scout where you had a chance to get all three sync pairs however the storyline itself gives you already sawyer and so really if you're gonna try to pull anything out of that uh fa triple fair scout whatever they call it it would be rachel and lear um sawyer and rachel are at five percent i believe each so your chances are, are fairly decent to get them lear however is still the two percent i think i think it's it's one or two but either way it's significantly smaller than the other ones and so he's a little bit harder to pull um i think i pulled on it twice already two sets of 11 pulls have not yet gotten lear uh so i don't know if i'm gonna bother anymore with that uh because they are pushing out some more sync pairs we're gonna get here too in a second but it uh they, they're pretty cool it's a pretty cool trio to get um i definitely like uh yeah i definitely like sawyer's haunch crow i think it's a pretty decent support uh and i think it's like it builds up like attack special attack and then uh it does a, like a dire hit all so I, I i really like haunch crow uh so i was glad to get that one um what else we got they started doing the daily rotations so each day there will be a uh rotation battle uh not in the context of like gen 5 here but it would be like all flying types that you're going to be up against or all water types you're going to be up against and so once you've completed it then you get um co like codex the, the codex and the tombs or whatever uh to upgrade and unlock level caps and whatnot for your sync pairs um i don't see as like a significant boost difference from the like regular training stuff uh i don't know what exactly their main goal is for that i haven't seen anything really that stands out to me that it's kind of worth doing it again and again although on the like i guess to to contradict myself it is extremely easy to beat and so it's not like you know it's not going to take a good chunk out of your time to try to beat it like it's literally you just optimize uh whatever the same type sync pair you go in takes a few turns that's it you're done so it doesn't hurt to do it anyway i think it does take some stamina but i think it's only 10 so it's not like it's not going to totally eat away at what your daily routine is going to be now the sync pair the the major or primary sync pair uh spotlight scout right now is faulkner and swallow uh so if you wanted those you can go ahead and get them although the what is it the description about what they do uh wasn't that exciting it has the move fly which just like in a game it goes up in the sky for one turn any attacks that try to hit swallow they all miss 
Now, the additional boost to this is that Swellow has passive abilities that increase, uh, I think, what, like evasiveness and attack or defense or whatever. And so using Fly kind of goes hand in hand with that, but I, I don't know. It just doesn't sound exciting. Faulkner is not one I'm too familiar with. I, I do recall Faulkner, but I mean, Swellow is not one of my favorite Pokemon, so I'm not really, you know, too crazy missing out on it then we have a new egg event going on right now that features flying or psychic type pokemon so you can get sync pairs of your main character with execute spiro farfetch and abra with the possible shiny variants of execute spiro and farfetch being available uh, we also have a legendary arena uh, that has returned uh, with tapu bulu and so I think that's why Faulkner is there. Now also at some point soon we are going to get the Cresselia Legendary Arena opening back up again with the Blissful Bonanza popping up once more time. We're going to get three legendary events having repeat runs, but they're going to also be open at the exact same time, which is kind of crazy because if you're using up your stamina, you're going to have to either not care about one, two, or three of these or kind of only just care about like or, or yeah just kind of just focus on one and make sure you get all the rewards on that one um yeah it's just kind of crazy that they would do that and not space them out like they have been uh so i don't know what the, the idea there is um but the kind of last two things um i guess i'll bring up the 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 new sync pair that we're gonna be from what i from what it sounds like we're just gonna be given this sync pair uh the legendary event howling shield of eternity will run from uh august 12th and will give you hop and zamazenta which is pretty cool right because they gave us gloria and zashian i mean that one we had to scout for but this one made it sound like once we complete the story or throughout the story we are going to be given hop and zamazenta and i'm very much looking forward to that uh zamazenta has like a very like it took me a while to warm up to Zenta's look because I just wasn't a fan of the whole shield face thing. Uh, but uh, it's like it's grown on me. And uh, I can only imagine that it has like very high defensive stats, uh, which I feel like would go hand in hand definitely with Zashian having high attack stats. And so uh, I can definitely see this sync pair being useful. But obviously we'll see when that time comes. And then the last thing I think they noted in their update is that the two-year celebration is going to begin August 12th, and it's going to introduce max moves, which players can use once per battle. Um, interesting, I guess this is when they're finally going to add Dynamax into the game, but they still haven't really explained how that is going to work out. So either they give us that info right then and there, or... Uh, maybe it gets delayed again because they could have sworn this Dynamax thing should have happened a long time ago. I don't know. Uh, but at least we got a kind of more concrete date. Hopefully they kind of stick to that. And that's that's it as far as that update goes and, and everything that's going on in Pokemon Masters. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to kind of divide up your attention to. Like now I have my like the daily routines that you have to do for like the skip tickets and the 80 gems or whatnot. But then there's the daily type rotation. There is the battle point thing. And then pretty soon we're going to have the champion statum. And it's just, it's a lot going on. And unless you're fully dedicated to Pokemon Masters EX, it can be very, very easy 
to kind of lose track or lose focus on this game uh hopefully after this two-year anniversary things really kind of like hit the brakes and slow down uh so that way we have time for players to kind of catch up and figure out you know what what is it that they kind of spent their gems on or their time on and you know uh focus more on their sync pair upgrades and whatnot but yeah that's it for pokemon masters so kind of kind of taking a little bit of a slowdown here pokemon unite uh did come out with another update after guard of war came out and this was to address a lot of um uh you know uh, what they call it, buffs and nerfs to play uh, to uh, to a lot of these Pokemon. Uh, if you follow, uh, it's super effective. He posted a image, a simplistic, easy to follow image that shows you which Pokemon were affected, what moves were affected, and how they were affected, whether they were buffed or they were nerfed. Um, so you can go ahead and follow that there. I'm not going to go through all of this uh, here, uh, but Serebii also I think will have like the more concrete, like specific numbers of how much things got buffed and how much things got nerfed so you can check that out they've definitely nerfed gengar with its hex attack because if you use sludge bomb and use hex hex basically is like non-stop and you can continue to attack sync pairs and basically knock them out right away um they definitely nerfed hex uh and i think there was a bug that either wasn't working or whatnot they fixed that so there was like another update after the fact uh so they're there's they're plenty they're doing plenty of work with pokemon unite and i think even now that's been after a few weeks or two weeks right at least at least two weeks um it still seems like it has a huge following i think a lot of like the loud chatter has calmed down but you will still see pokemon unite across social media a lot of content creators are still playing pokemon unite um there's a couple content creators that are forming like a, this big tournament league going on for pokemon Unite, which is pretty cool and uh yeah so it is definitely uh still living like uh, living high on that roller coaster ride uh and i'm just waiting for my blast toys that's all i truly want is when they are going to release blast toys for me um let's see here pokemon center all right let's check out what's going on at the pokemon center uh they've added an extensive amount of things since we last talked um i believe the last thing i mentioned were the uh block party uh like uh, was it like the block party uh, tablecloth and and caddy centerpiece or something like that um we've gotten new pins new set of uh, pixel pins i believe they just themed them like jungle pixel pins because you have an execute and executor you have the nidoran lines um i think both no it seems there's only nidoran female nidorina nido queen weird that i don't see nidokeen on here uh, we got Hitmonlee, Hitmonchan, there's a big Snorlax pixel pin, uh, Vulpix and Ninetales, and I believe that's it. Um, also, we got the next set of Pikachu plushies uh, that are uh, themed or dressed up as the main characters of the game, but this one is for Hoenn. So those are up for pre-order and still available for pre-order. I did finally, after all this time, finally got the first two sets of pikachu plushies where they're dressed up uh as the alola uh start uh player starters and the um oh my gosh oh galler uh you know uh players and i didn't realize that they were joined together like like it, i know it looks like they're joined together it should be fairly obvious that they're joined together and maybe in one of the pictures it it 
made it obvious that it was um but i didn't really look into that much i just thought they were cool and so i pre-ordered them and when i got them they're first of all much smaller than i expected but yeah they are joined together so there's no way to separate them unless of course you tear away uh at the hands and, and heads or whatever they're attached to so i wouldn't advise that but um they are pretty cute though they're just as cute as you see them in the picture um and i i'm really excited to eventually have like this really cool display where i have like on a shelf uh, each shelf is representing a different generation. I have things theming around that, and these Pikachus would definitely be added to that, which is why I'm collecting them. Uh, after those Pikachus, they have uh, pre-orders up for Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl separately. So not the double pack. I think the double pack on Pokemon Center is sold out, but they do have the pre-orders separate for each game, and they still advertise the keychains. However, read the fine print. Uh, you will only get one keychain, and it will be chosen at random. Uh, so. You know, don't think that you can request uh, ch uh, Chimchar or Churchwick or Piplup or whatever. Uh, you are just going to have to settle for what they give you. Um, they it, it literally says in a fine print, like due to high demands and stuff, they just cannot guarantee uh, that, you know, they'll be able to get you the one that you want. And so you they'll give you one at, yeah, at random base. Yeah, just straight to the point randomly. Uh, picnic time. Uh, they added the Summer Days Picnic Blanket and the Summer Days Two-Person Picnic Set. I gotta say, the picnic set looks pretty dang sharp. Like, that looks really, really good. Very tempting to get. Um, it's got all the right spots for, like, the silverware and the plates and all that. And definitely plenty of space for your food. Uh, if you're going out on a picnic, the, the, the blanket even looks nice. Um, oh, very tempting to get. And then after that, uh, they added another set of geometric home accents. Uh, this is like a blue theme, blue and white themed. Uh, I don't know how to call it, but the Pikachu silhouette, half the Pikachu is blue and half the Pikachu is white, but they're on separate tiles that you can put up. $75. I don't know how that's a justifiable price. I'm not into these types of like artwork, I guess, for the home, but if you are and this seems cool to you i mean overall it does look cool but if you got 75 dollars to spare go for it <laughs> go ahead and get one uh then we got some uh, tcg stuff they added some sleeves which feature pokemon cool friends so basically there's snom on the cover uh then you also have a uh, wooloo uh with pikachu hiding amongst the wooloo uh, we also got deck boxes of wooloo and of course the the snow one to to match um, they also have matching play mats, although the Wooloo one is sold out as of right now. And the uh, first partner packs uh, continues this time with Hoenn. Uh, and surprisingly, they are not sold out yet at the time of recording this. I think it's a Saturday. This is Saturday night right now. So uh, if you are still needing to get those, uh, PokemonCenter.com has you. Uh, you can still get them. I think they are still a limit of three max and they added the new calyrex boxes the collection boxes for shadow rider and ice rider which are still up for uh order i'm going to double check to just to be sure here yep they are still available to order so if you need those boxes you can grab them there and then finally the last two pieces uh more stuff to the block art party tr uh yeah block art party theme they added a tote bag and party cups now 
the party cups are completely sold out so uh we kind of missed out on those they look pretty cool uh, i can see why people definitely went for that uh, but the tote bag is still available uh if you're interested uh in that item the only thing that's really surprising about everything i just said is what i didn't say was the poke uh the marnie premium collection the little like uh uh what is it like cookie bag or candy bag or whatever that's supposed to have the marnie promos in it and the signed autograph one did not show up at all on pokemon center and it, it, the the date was august 6th for that item uh i can't find them online um i don't know if stores had them i don't really see a lot of people posting about it unless of course they work for the store or got some sort of like you know has, has a friend that's helping them out or something but i don't i don't think the item is delayed i, I believe they would have said something uh, but yeah it's just not on pokemon center so just keep an eye on pokemon center throughout all the next week because if they put it up there it is going to sell very very fast people are this is a very high demand and people are going to take advantage of this scalpers going to take advantage of the situation so just keep like i said keep your eyes out open for that all right i think we are ready to proceed with pokemon go i'm going to save the controversy for last let's just go ahead and discuss uh what are they bringing out for the month of august so these are their august updates for the research breakthroughs the spotlight hours and things like that so starting from the top let's see what pokemon go is bringing us so, so the august research breakthrough encounter is going to be chime echo you're and you will still get double xp for research breakthrough chime echo i believe is also shiny available so it just give it does give you the extra chance and i believe you do get extra stardust for catching chime echo so there's that honestly for me not that exciting um you know i I, chime echo is, a, is an interesting pokemon but it's not one that i'm like super hyped for so i'm not like gonna be upset if i miss out on this one uh but i, I i'm okay with the opportunities getting the shiny of it because i have yet to get a shiny chime echo at least i don't believe so i gotta double check on that then going on every monday in august you will be given a one-time purchase bundle containing a remote raid pass and other items uh it's going to be a one pokecoin bundle we've seen these things before in the past they're just bringing them back we have featured pokemon in raids uh diaga's gone uh right now we have palkia appearing in five star raids with the obvious uh with obviously their shiny being available uh and then it just has like a stay tuned for the what's gonna happen on august 20th which we we will get there uh, and then the following Mega Evolve Pokemon will be appearing in Mega Raids. So you got Mega Charizard X that will be in Mega Raids until Friday, August 6th. Mega Ampharos will appear from the 6th to the 20th. Mega Beedrill will be from the 20th to the 26th. Mega Pidgeot will be from the 26th to September 1st. And also, I did not know this, I just found this out on social media the other day, that if their mega is available in the game and they like that pokemon shows up in the wild they have a shiny uh there is a shiny chance for them so uh what i saw was there was a shiny pidgeot that a trainer caught in the wild uh, which i was not aware of but everyone kept confirming that uh because their mega is available in the game their shiny is available uh to appear uh as, as like regular spawn so just fyi in case you were not aware the spotlight hours no raid hours um 
they've mentioned some raid hours here on the 4th 11 18 to 25th uh which of course the 4th is already passed dialga is gone 11 18th is palkia the 25th we'll talk about that when we talk about the ultra unlock 3 uh then spotlight hours on august 3rd uh was magnemite august 10th is going to be east sea shallows and you'll earn twice the xp for catching pokemon august 17th is going to be west sea shallows and you'll earn twice the candy for catching pokemon uh august 24th and 31st were mysteries up until just recently and we'll get to there in a second the community day is coming up next weekend, which is going to be Eevee, of course, 14 and 15. We talked about that last episode. And then I'm trying to think if there's anything else. We got Ultra Unlock 2 happening right now, uh, which uh, I'm trying to... Th what, what is the main focus of Ultra Unlock 2? I'm seeing a lot of Basculin. Uh, Heracross is shiny available, and it, but is, in, uh, is only catchable in raids for shiny availability um kangaskhan is in raids and they have shiny availability i'm trying to think what else i don't know if it's got like an actual theme probably like a jungle theme now that i'm thinking back on it and what i just said so there's that but i mean before ultra unlock 3 was revealed it was a very like bare bones august update but of course the ultra unlock 3 was nothing i think that anyone would have guessed story-wise it makes sense like now i see it like in in hindsight it's like oh well this should not have been surprising but it was and i i think i i may just be speaking for myself here that it's a very nice surprise and it's definitely worth playing pokemon go for but ultra unlock 3 is all about galar Hoopa's Mischief from Pokemon Go Fest 2021 continues with the final part of the Ultra Unlock event, Part 3, Sword and Shield. Uh, no one could have predicted that Pokemon originally discovered in the Galar region of Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield would be making their Pokemon Go debuts. So yeah, we got a lot of new Pokemon uh, coming into the mix uh, here in raids, eggs, and also in, in the... Um, in public spawns the final part of this year's ultra unlock will feature the pokemon go debuts of two legendary pokemon first found in the gala region zashian and zamazenta in their hero of many battle forms it appears that the one who brought them to pokemon go was none other than hoopa which recently caused mischief during pokemon go fest 2021 alongside them squovit greedent wooloo double and phalanx will be arriving in pokemon go if you're lucky you might even find a shiny galarian meowth a shiny galarian farfetch and a shiny galarian wheezing or a shiny galarian stunfisk so going through all these uh specific details from friday august 20th to tuesday august 31st Squovit and Wooloo will be appearing more frequently in the wild. You can also look forward to finding Galarian, Dar Darumaka, Trubbish, and more. If you're lucky, you might encounter Phalanx. The following Pokemon will be hatching from 7k eggs. Galarian Meowth, Galarian Ponyta, Galarian Slowpoke, Galarian Farfetch, Galarian Zigzagoon, Galarian Darumaka, and Galarian Stunfisk. If you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny Galarian Meowth. Shiny Galarian Farfetch, Shiny Galarian Weezing, or Shiny Galarian Stunfisk. Complete event exclusive time research for a chance to encounter Pokemon first discovered in the Galar region. Get themed field research tasks from Pokestops. If you complete field research, you may encounter Squolvet, Wooloo, or Phalanx. 
Starting on Thursday, August 19th, uniforms that appear in the Galar region will be available as avatar items in Pokemon Go. Pick up the Gym Challenger uniform avatar item for free, which is worn by Pokemon trainers challenging gyms in the Galar region. If you want to show off your Dragon-type or Dark-type pride, you can purchase Dragon-type sport uniform and Dark-type sport uniform avatar items in the shop. And at or starting on Friday, August 20th, event exclusive gift stickers will also be available. Pick them up in the shop or by spinning photo discs at Pokestops and gyms. All right, week one raids for Ultra Unlock 3. Here we go Galarian Slowpoke, Galarian Farfetched, Unknown You, and Galarian Zigzagoon will be appearing in one star raids. If you're lucky, you might find a sh shiny Galarian Farfetch or shiny Unknown You. Galarian Weezing, Lapras, and Phalanx will, appearing, will be appearing in three-star raids. If you're lucky, you might find a shiny Galarian Weezing. Zacian, in its hero of many battles form, will be appearing in five-star raids. You can also look out for a raid hour event featuring Zacian happening on Wednesday, August 25th. Um, Mega Beedrill will be appearing in Mega Raids. Mega Vault Beedrill for an advantage against Zacian in its hero of many battle forms. Trying to think, really? Is like Mega Beedrill gives. I forgot what type Mega Beedrill will be because pretty sure Beedrill is poison bug. Does it change its typing when it turns Mega Beedrill? I gotta think back on that. All right, um, week two raids, which will be from August 26th to September 1st. Galarian Meowth, Galarian Ponyta, Unknown You, and Galarian Darumaka will be in one star raids. Snorlax, Galarian Stunfisk, and Phalanx will be appearing in three star raids. Zamazenta and its hero of many battle forms will be appearing in five-star raids. Look out for a bonus raid hour featuring Zamazenta happening on Monday, August 30th. Mega Pidgeot will be appearing in Mega Raids. Mega Evolve Pidgeot for an advantage against Zamazenta and its hero of many battle forms. Battles form. I'm, I'm adding an S to forms for some reason. And then, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it. So, like I said, extremely surprising. Um would i didn't even think to bother that they would bring in a lot more galar pokemon in here uh we don't even have a lot of the um gen uh seven pokemon the alola region uh so i'm i'm kind of surprised that they would skip out on a lot of those pokemon but uh seeing that sword and shield is is the most recent game and is still kind of relevant um that still has a a pretty decent player base uh it would kind of make sense for them to add more gen 8 pokemon so there you go uh a lot to catch once that ultra unlock 3 begins now let's go ahead and try to address the uh pokemon go fiasco that's going on right now uh the i guess uh i don't know the the simple way of saying this is that uh pokemon go niantic uh has reverted the pokestop distances so instead of having that double radius uh to reach a pokestop it's back to what it was originally i don't know if it was from 40 to 80 i think maybe that was it uh, i i do not know the exact numbers to be honest with you but they reverted back to normal the way it was before the pandemic and this has caused a huge uproar uh, in the community people the majority of people seem to be angry with niantic um and have really kind of gone on a social media outrage now huh, i i kind of 
tackled this topic of several episodes back when they had first kind of presented that they would do changes slowly like they'll kind of roll them out on a um you know case by case basis and it is a very sensitive topic to touch on so um let's be clear about this they did say at the beginning of this whole thing when the pandemics uh you know started happening they did say that these changes were temporary for the unforeseeable future, meaning that they don't know when this pan they didn't know when this pandemic was really going to calm down, right? They didn't know uh, they didn't have an exact date as to say, oh, on November twenty fifth. Uh, I don't know why I chose that day specifically. Twenty twenty one, everything's going to be back to normal. So boom, everything's going to go revert back. Now, I get that the changes they made made the game a lot better uh or at least more accessible to a lot of players all over the world and i get that reverting them back is going to lose that player base and for for the content creators or whoever it was that kind of wrote out this letter addressing their concerns addressing why keeping the, the pokestop distance is necessary and is essential for the pokemon go community uh, i think that's great uh, i think that is the the proper and correct way to go and that message that letter uh was kind of shared out all over social media which uh did actually have niantic respond to it but i think that is definitely the way to go about it if this is like a serious concern for you and that you think that this is something you passionately believe in um so kudos to to those of you that contributed to that um for those of you that are just blatantly just like brutally yelling at niantic just like capital letters exclamation points calling them names uh you know whatever down degradable thing you're saying to them uh they're never gonna listen to you and i don't see you're just literally wasting your time your 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 energy for absolutely nothing and i just don't think that is the proper way to go about that right learn i i would say learn from those that are actually you know being respectful to the people that are, are working on this game um you know because we did have the whole issue where one of the i think community managers uh of pokemon go like just up and deleted their twitter account because they couldn't handle it they were being attacked personally on their social on their personal account uh which is very very wrong so you know don't don't buy into that please just do this respectfully so niantic responded and had pretty much said listen we hear you uh we we get what you're trying to say um but uh, you know we're what we're gonna do is uh create a team that is gonna monitor and oversee uh you know this specific issue and see what are the factors or what are the effects that are going to be uh coming about that and then they will reconvene again they will announce something on september 1st uh, about the issue what they are going to do moving forward now they have not completely like removed all other features like they did say that they were they were doing on a case-by-case basis um north america was lifted i think not too long ago which is why this issue is, is coming up right now and uh i don't i don't know how to approach this without sounding rude without sounding like a jerk and, and uh, please like understand that that's not my intent niantic's whole goal here or whole vision here is to get people 
to walk out and explore, to walk out and, you know, have some exercise while playing this game and enjoy being outdoors and whatnot. And, you know, we've had this pokest up distance for what, four years, I think it is, uh, without any really complaints. Yeah, there were obvious like pokestops that are hard to get to. But we're talking private residences that you probably shouldn't be stepping into to begin with. Um, and like maybe things that are surrounded by fences, which, yeah, I get maybe those Pokestops shouldn't exist. So, you know, should the other maybe advice be like, well, let's just remove those Pokestops altogether so you don't feel inclined to feel like you have to do it, but you don't have to do those Pokestops, right? There are other Pokestops available. Um, now, I get the argument of, well, there are areas that barely have any Pokestops or only have one Pokestop. I understand that. And, you know, that is something that Niantic should look into and see what they can do about that. And I think what they've kind of helped alleviate uh, for some areas is, you know, they increased the... Uh, at least more spawn point or yeah more pokemon spawns for them or maybe try to add a pokestop i can't quite remember but you know at least they try to do something for that but you know increasing this distance was in the consideration of people are quarantined people are going to be staying home people are not going to be able to go and walk out and and be able to go to these places so you know they increased that radius to kind of help alleviate some of that and people did love that people love that idea and i got and i understand that we, we like it so much that we don't want it to go away. I understand for those that are disabled and for those that have very limited movement. Um, yeah, like I, I understand you vouching for them and you supporting that, that they need, they need it for those players. I, I just hope that people are actually like they act like people are actually know other people that are disabled that want that love pokemon go and are now not able to experience this as much as they were able to during a pandemic because of the reversion and that i just don't want to see people use that as an excuse when they have when they themselves don't have a disability that's impairing them or they don't have any friends that have a disability that's impairing like i don't want them to use it as a weapon against niantic when they're just using it for that selfish purpose so I, I, I hope I'm trying to make myself clear there, right? Like if I were to come out and say, um, yeah, like you got to revert this because it's helping to disable people. But in me and my heart, like that's not really why I'm saying it. I'm doing it for a selfish purpose because I really just don't want to go outdoors. I just want to stay on my desk at home and just kind of move my phone two inches to the right to reach this Pokestop. That's wrong. Like that's wrong of you to to kind of use that as an excuse or as a uh as your way of kind of you know you know voicing out your opinions when you're you literally just have selfish motives behind that now there are people out there i'm sure that have like i said before have friends that are that are joining pokemon go because of those changes and i understand i understand that fight to you know keep the changes to help those players so i that that is completely fine um but at what point do we do, do the developers of the game give up their vision and is that right is that right for us to kind of make them do that it's it's such a weird confusing conflicting topic if you really look at all the perspectives behind it right how much voice do we want the public to give video game developers? 
Like how much of us need to influence their decision? If you look at uh, Halo, Halo is a, a very popular franchise. I love Halo. Halo 4 did not have a very good reception. And people voiced out their opinions and said, 343, you got to change this, you got to change that, you got to change whatever. Well, then Halo 5 came out. They made the changes. At least what it felt like, they made changes based on the feedback. And Halo 5 story was not great to the casual you know, gamer. Um, multiplayer was kind of rough at, at the beginning. But that was because people, the public, had an opinion. And the video game developers listened to them and, and did not come out with a quality product that I think if the developers stuck to the original vision, probably would have been better. Like, do we... I don't want it to come off as in I'm saying forget those that, you know, uh, can't physically play this game. Uh, you know, it sucks to suck or whatever. That is like that is nowhere near what I'm trying to say. I just want to people to understand that as much as we want accessibility for everyone, we have to ensure that we that there is a compromise between what is it that we want and the vision of the company giving us this product to consume, right? We, we, I don't want people to be taken advantage of this. Where I, I genuinely feel that the majority of people that are voicing out that they have friends that, are, uh, with, that have physical disabilities, I don't, I don't know how honest they're really being because we do know, right? Think in the back of your head. You do know that there are players out there who just don't want to get up out of their house to do any of this stuff. That is not the original vision behind Pokemon Go. It is supposed to go out and explore, to go on adventures, to go out and hang out with your friends. Like, this Pokestop distance had no complaints until the changes happened. And yeah, it was great. But we'll still manage without it. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, I Maybe a lot of you already kind of just like plugged off and was like, you know what? He's on Niantic side or whatever. I'm not going to listen to this guy. Like, I get if that if that's your perspective, I get it. Fine. I understand. I'm not I'm not trying to be on one side or the other. I completely support those that have respectfully voiced out their opinions to Niantic. And if Niantic wants to do that change, okay, go ahead and do that change. I don't think it's going to stop people from hating on Pokemon Go though, cuz it's just going to be another complaint in a couple months. Um I do believe there needs to be a compromise. I don't know if there's going to be ever a compromise that's going to make anybody happy, but at least there should be a compromise. There should be a discussion uh, between, um, you know, Pokemon Go players and the developers of Pokemon Go. Uh, and, uh, and, and someone's going to lose in the end. I honestly believe this is going to be a lose-lose situation. Um, uh, if one side wins, the other side then loses either integrity or their vision of the game or whatnot. And it's just, it's very sad. It's a very tough, tough call to make. And now, I I don't know if this is actually true or not. Um, Shiny Heracross is only available in raids. Uh, they Because I know Heracross here has spawned a lot uh, just in the wild. But now Heracross is only going to be in raids. And uh, that's the only way you can get the Shiny. And people are now thinking that that is a direct, uh, you know, 
uh, answer or direct response to the people uh, lashing out on, on Niantic. And so th like they think Niantic is punishing them and saying, ha, well, we're going to take this away from you. And now you have to pay us money to through raids and stuff to get what you want. I don't I, that could just be bad timing. Right. That could have just been their plan all along. Niantic has purposely taken stuff away to make it only focused on one setting, whether it is raids um, or it is research or whatnot. Uh, they've they've done it before. So I don't see this as some sort of punishment. Um, I don't know how else to approach this topic, though. It is a difficult discussion to be had. It's not one that people want to make, though, right? People just want to jump on the bandwagon of let's hate Niantic and keep yelling at them until they make the changes that we want. I just think there needs to be a healthy discussion around it before any final decisions are made. Now, part of that team that Niantic did address, I believe, did include certain content creators or I think they mentioned top players, which is good, you know, because, uh, you know, you're going to look to those as like representatives of your community. And hopefully there will be a compromise that at least both sides would be okay this may not be exactly what we want but this seems reasonable and this seems fair so we're going to go through with that i don't know what else much more to say about this topic i know i didn't probably come off quite crystal clear um i i hope that i didn't come off as very one-sided i understand if it did uh but i i don't i enjoy playing pokemon go I'm not a hardcore player. I'm not just an average player because I do play more than the average player. I do spend money in the game. And I'm okay with what I what I got with what I'm doing. And that's just me personally. Right? And but I'm I'm only one player and I understand that there are a majority of players that play in a consistent way. So I I just wanted to kind of throw out my two cents there. There you go take it or leave it comment on it if you want if you want to bash on me okay sure uh i mean i'll respond but if you if you have like an actual critical concern or feedback or whatever then yeah go for it do it respectfully and, and maybe we can talk from there but i think that's where we'll end it i think that's we'll, we'll see what happens uh on september 1st if we if we get an announcement on that day or shortly after that uh and we'll see what happens with pokemon go moving forward but now, let's end on a happier note, uh, the Pokedex trivia, where I read to you an entry of a Pokemon from any of the games it appeared in, and I will give you some hints and some time uh, to think about what the Pokemon could possibly be. Uh, now, again, I will not tell you what game the Pokedex entry is from. You're just going to have to guess by the description. Uh, this description, though... I feel like would be easy, but, you know, I, I think it leaves some sort of vagueness to it where you might like, kind of second guess yourself. So without further ado, here is, is your Pokedex. It's adorable when it chases its own tail. It's difficult to earn its trust. It's very short, very straight to the point. I can tell you that this Pokemon is a monotype. Uh, it has the hidden ability Wonder Skin. Uh, the gender ratio, sure, I'll throw this in there. Gender ratio, 75% female, 25% male. So when you catch a Pokemon, or when you catch this particular Pokemon, there's a 75% chance of it being female. Um, I'm trying to think. 
This Pokemon can only evolve when it's presented a, an evolution item. And I think that's pretty much it. I think that's the, all the hints I'm going to give you. So I'm going to read it one more time before I reveal the answer. It's adorable when it chases its own tail. It's difficult to earn its trust. All right. Go ahead and make your guess. Lock in your answer. It is none other than number 300, Skitty. Skitty is the adorable Pokemon uh, when it chases its tail. And apparently it's stubborn and it's difficult to earn its trust. Uh, Skitty is a very cute Pokemon. I had to warm up to Skitty. At first glance, I was like, Skitty, it's a cat. Don't really care for cats. Uh, but I think it was during Pokemon Go Spotlight Hour or something where I'm like, yeah, Skitty is not that bad of a Pokemon. Skitty is a very cute looking Pokemon. I get it. I think I like Skitty more than Delcaddy. Uh, in order to get Delcaddy, you have to evolve of a Moonstone, hence the evolutionary item. Um, and it's got a... I'm not sure what the story is behind its tail with the three things sticking out. Um, but it's cute. It, it's, it's, yeah. I, I think it's a fairly popular Pokemon too, if I'm not mistaken. Here's some trivia for it. Skitty's inclusion in the field A group inspired the hot Skitty on Waylord action joke. I have no idea. Oh, because technically Skitty and Waylord could, can breed, uh, an egg, which is very odd but whatever uh the fluffy tail item resembles skitty's tail skitty is the only generation three pokemon that evolves via moonstone skitty and delcaddy are the only pokemon whose evolution line involves a moonstone that can't be caught in any game where moon balls are obtainable meaning the effect can never be observed on them oh that's sad um yeah there you go leave me your thoughts on what you think about skitty um if you like it, hate it, think it's adorable, why aren't there many plushies on it? Who knows? Uh, but there you go. All right, that's the end of this episode. We'll leave it at that. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for uh, pulling through with me. Uh, again, hopefully I, I kind of came off as clear and concise as I could be. Uh, but if you ever want to reach out to me, communicate with me, you can follow me on social media at SpartanStrike07 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, these episodes also get uploaded on YouTube, which you can find uh, at SpartanStrike07 as well. And uh, if you ever want to write me an email and communicate, me, uh, communicate bleh, I can't even say that word, communicate via that way, uh, SpartanStrike07 at gmail.com. And yeah. All right, so we'll leave it at that. Thank you guys again for everything, and we'll look forward to next week so we can continue to talk about everything and anything Pokemon.